Uh, Naft Podcast is back. Uh, it is episode 3000. Um, you got the full squad back. Michael and I held it down last week, um, but the Tucker brothers are back in the building. Got a lot to get into, and by a lot, I mean a dude of the week. We got the U.S. men's national team playing two friendlies uh, over this past international break. We'll give you the predictions for this coming match week in the Premier League. And as always, except for last two episodes, we'll give you Dylan Tucker's bets um, and get you out of here, hopefully, in under an hour. That's the new motto of the podcast. Can we do this in under an hour? Um, 90% of the time, no. We're, we're, we're running at an 80-minute clip lately, which is not good. we got to figure that one out. Um, first and foremost, Tucker Brothers, how you doing? Fantastic! I just had six bottles of wine show up today, so there you go. we're feeling great. Dylan, I'm losing six Dylan. bottles of wine right like today. Yeah, they showed up today. I have eighteen more to go. Dylan's uh, wine taste is quite literally a drop kick in the mouth. Uh, not for daytime drinking, I will say this. Uh, Nick, how you doing? Doing great. Um... Getting to the time of the season where we're getting to the state playoffs and stuff. So crunch time is fun. Got a big, uh, big quarterfinal matchup tomorrow uh, in the freshman soccer tournament against uh, Christian Brothers Academy, and we're playing on the big varsity turf field. So Ooh, we're gonna it. give them hell, but I am not having high hopes for how this is gonna go. So give, give those Christians <laughs> hell. Yeah, they're 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 yeah they're a whole they're a whole new they're a totally different level those boys. But we'll give them hell and uh, <laughs> well, considering my best player is wearing a face mask now because he broke his nose last week playing uh, pickup football on an off day. So you know. oh damn. He goes yeah, coach. I high I high load a guy. I go with no pads on. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> Have you never played backyard football before growing up? Like that's exactly what you do. Who's high lowing guys on? A, no pads. You tabletop people. Yeah, that, was, you didn't do that growing up. That was literally the best thing to do. Playing tackle I gonna, football. I was gonna yeah. say the tabletop was the move back in the day. Um, you know what that means, everyone. If Nick's already talking about high school soccer at the top, one of his dudes of the week is gonna be some guy you've never heard of, and someone who's not even <laughs> listening to the pod. Nick, that's gonna be an issue. If we're gonna shout these kids out, they gotta start listening. I told I told them I told Nor. Uh, so next time I see him, I'm gonna give him an app, and then I I told. Uh, you are correct because you already know who I'm picking. I put I sent his info in the in the text uh, right after it happened. I told him that I'm shouting him out, and he goes, right. "Really? Hey, well, tell him to skip the beginning when you said that you guys basically have no chance of winning." I'm, only, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to uh, screen I'm going to uh, screen record it and then just play that clip for him straight okay. up from my uh, saved photos. Don't even, Propaganda. Don't even, don't even get a listen then. All right, perfect, uh, Michael. You're the last one. I, I pretty much know how you're doing. Um, what's going on with you? Work. Uh, got a big game here in Columbus, Ohio this Saturday. Yep. It's it's Wednesday right now. Monday and before, I was basically so incredibly down on the Buckeyes, but just something in the air here. I'm starting to starting to come back, starting to think we, we're going to take it to him on Saturday. Yep, Michael. Just remember, go state. One of them, either one, you know, either, either or. It's the slogan uh, of the week: Go State. It, it is a divorce bowl. I am myself and Michael Ohio State fans didn't go there. It's not a big deal. My wife did go to Penn State, so Ohio State Penn State's this weekend. Uh, we talked about Ohio State a little bit last week. Got some good views on that one. I mean, the propaganda machine over here has actually been working overtime on YouTube. So, with that said, if you're listening to us, give us a follow, like, subscribe, leave a comment. All of that helps. We're trying to break the algorithm. We're doing all right. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, but it's totally fine. Um, boys, look. A couple of questions I have for you. This is going to roll into our segment called uh, Shut Up and Dribble. It's a working title. Um, we're going to keep peppering this until we get it down pat and have a good segment here. Uh, MLB playoffs are going on. And I'll say this. If you're watching any of the Phillies games, it's pretty crazy. It's electric. 
So I wanted to pose this to each boogie, of you. Boogie, I want boogie, you. Boogie. What was that? You, you said, said it's electric. <laughs> oh damn. We just we just aged out of every every demographic. Thing. That is. Wait, hold on. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? That's yeah. everybody turning us off right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Collective clicks. Yes. So I do want to ask everyone, give me their answer. You don't have to give a reason, and we'll go back to you. Best playoff atmosphere sports-wise. Which sport has the best playoff atmosphere? Michael, I already know that you're not getting the top pick for Dudes of the Week, so I'll start with you. Um, I'll tell you what. I would say, as somebody who loves baseball, I would say baseball. However, I was at the Ohio State-Georgia game last year in uh, the semifinal. I would do anything to go to that like game every year. It was so fun. I was in the bleeds. Yeah, I was in the bleeds. Yeah, it was so fun. Dylan? I think I know where this is going. Yeah, game seven MSG oh. Rangers win. Well, what do you mean? I, oh, I was actually in the building. It was I meant, electric. I meant like just the hockey. Sport, so hockey. Stanley yeah. Cup playoff hockey. All right. Nick? Yeah, I was going to say Stanley Cup hockey too, but I've been to a few World Series games, and that is – I was in a World Series game where I thought the upper deck was going to collapse at Yankee Stadium on us. Like, so it's you can get pretty electric there too. So '90s, love that. Um, I was baseball too. <laughs> I'm big time baseball. <laughs> Nick, you said woogie woogie woogie. I gotta pepper you a little bit. I'm baseball I'm sorry. too. Every everybody knows that one. Come on, John. Uh, Michael, g- give me give me a couple of reasons why it's why it's football. Well, so. It's one. It's the last thing that was in my head, and now that I'm thinking about it, I was literally outside the stadium when Rajay Davis hit the the tying home run when we played the Cubs, and I have actually I've never felt that good in my life. It immediately turned into despair because Ben Zobrist yeah. hit one down the line and we lost. But when he hit that fucking home run, oh my god! Yeah, I think, I think baseball uh, baseball is great. I do love this about football. Was the band? In the uh, in the house for college football. Um. Yes. So both. Yeah. Both. Like we got to do. Got to see like Scripto. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I honestly. I, I just mean in the stands. If they're playing yeah, yeah, in the yeah. stands. Yes. 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 They were there. They were the there. Best. Um, Dylan. Hockey obviously is an easy choice. What's What's Why your is it reasoning? easy? I, th- I think it's like kind of the most. I even said it, what, two episodes ago? I was like, yeah, hockey playoffs are great. I don't even know if I could tell you why, but they're great. It's because the players give literally, like, 500% and are just limping around at the point. And in terms of, like, I think it's also a lot of these sports that you guys are talking about, there's a lot of pause. Yeah, I was just going to say. In between them, where there's free-flowing action the entire time. Exactly. Like the sport we talk about. uh, But there's – but but there's – what did I segue you? No, into I love. Perfectly? Yeah, I love when you you put me right to my point that I was going to make. But keep going, because it's well, because it's free flowing, and then also it sounds louder when you're in these outdoor stadiums because they fit like seventy thousand people or whatever it is. Where like there's eighteen thousand people, it's as intimate as a big arena can be, and if only because like it wasn't the Stanley Cup, but it was game seven of the playoffs and like the game went to overtime and like I, a place has never been rocking more when the game winning goal went in like it was like give four so was amazing so this is what i'll say like i do agree hockey playoffs are known for people playing without teeth without tendons without being able to move their legs basically whatever um eight seeds beat one seeds i feel like a decent amount of times there's upsets always i think that's great what you just said, though, is like, I was thinking about this all day because I knew he was going to ask you, so that's the advantage of hosting this shit. But uh, baseball is incredible because of the pauses, I think. I think it's like, it's the dramatic effect that there's a, it, it's almost like you're holding your breath to see what's going to happen next. Whereas like hockey's so helter skelter that it's like, you have no control of what's going on. You don't have control in baseball either. But I think it also allows for, so many little things to be part of the narrative. Again, I've been watching so many of the Phillies games, like dancing on my own, being part of this because it's part of their song now, I think is incredible. You probably get some of that with hockey. 
uh, whatchamacallit's A-OK walk-up song, like, you don't get that with other sports. There's individuality, I think, in baseball. Nick, I, you can piggyback off of that since you picked baseball, too. I was just going to say that the you're literally hanging on every single pitch. Like, I mean, I've been watching playoff games and on even on the couch, and I've grunt like, oh! Like, I mean, everything, like every pitch, play, whatever, you're grunting because that game, it can literally turn on a dime. Um, and possession is not always, you can't always win possession to be on offense. So you got to be focused in one way so you can't control it as much, so. Um, but I agree with Dylan. I mean, playoff hockey is pretty damn exciting. I mean, overtime hockey is pretty damn exciting too. No, overtime hockey makes me want to throw up. It's yeah. the most. <laughs> yeah, but you want to throw up all ever. the time during a baseball game. You think so? No. I yeah, I normally fall asleep. Hundred hey, percent. <laughs> hey, just quick in quick playoff side note. Did you guys watch the game last night, the Rangers game? No. Yes. No. Did you see? I don't think I don't think they're watching just regular season Ranger games, Nick. No, Rangers Astros. <laughs> baseball. Sorry, baseball. Talking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Araldis Chapman's doing it again. They bring him in to face a lefty in Houston. What does he do? Give up a dinger. They're like, oh, we're gonna blow it in Houston again. Immediately hook him. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. So, did, did he pitch the inning before though? Don't doesn't he have to face? I think. Yeah. I think he had. Yeah. I think it was because uh, whatever his name is. Uh, the big lefty forty four from Houston was his last batter after he gave the digger. So yeah. Alvarez, uh, I just, Alvarez. I just, yeah, I just turned it on because I just got home. But yeah, I haven't watched the uh, the the Strohs as much just because I can't stand their fan base, um, and I've been strictly watching Phillies. Which actually brings me to my second question. This is going to be a little controversial um, for the Jersey people here. I think Philly's the best sports town in the U.S. You're an idiot. I. I think it's easy. I think it's easy. Each of their teams is is very good. I think that their fans are insane, and I think that you have to have a bit of a socioeconomic uh, juxtaposition in your town for it to be like a very good sports town. I think Philly trash people make sports great. Delco, um, yeah. as someone who has lived there. I will admit, as someone who, even though the Phil, like, I can, I'm a Phillies fan in a sense. Like, I can root for the Phillies. Like, I, they, there's a the world, Yankees there's a world where saying, Dylan's a Phillies fan. There's a world. Well, I'm just saying, like, our grandmother was a huge Phillies fan. Like, the Yankees, it doesn't bother me, like, the Phillies, like, compared to the Eagles or Flyers or yeah. Sixers or something like that. But their downtown setup of Xfinity with the stadiums is by far, I think, one of the best in the yeah. nation. And then, it depends which fans you get and how they're feeling. When they're Eagles fans, they're assholes, to be completely honest. Phillies fans, they're cool. Flyers fans, they just hope they don't suck. It's, and then Sixers fans, they're just always hoping Nick, for it. They're just hope all the time that they get yeah, Nick, ripped out from them. Nick, before you go, it's the same thing in New York. Like, I love Knicks fans. And I love, like, hockey fans don't really bug me. Ranger fans are a little bit annoying, but whatever. But, like, Knicks fans are amazing. It's when you start talking Yankee fans. Like, Yankee fans are the worst here in New York. They <laughs> suck. They're the worst people. The worst fan, time. the worst single fan base in sports. Yeah, easily. I, I mean, I think so. But I, I feel like Nick. you guys might say something else. I was, gonna, I was just going to say the, the Raiders fans are the worst fan base out there, but don't hate us because you hate us. That's why I hate you. Because, you know, you know, that's you know, why I hate you. But, uh, Dylan, one, real quick, to, to the Phillies fans – um, I wore, I went to a game a few years ago, um, and I wore a gray t-shirt, just went neutral, whatever. And I was walking in the parking lot and someone goes, where's your Philly shirt? You fucking tool. Yeah, like, baseball. Started, yeah, I went to the store and just bought a Chase Ali t-shirt cause I didn't want to deal with it. Like, <laughs> can I, can I rebuttal? And, 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 and second, uh, did you see last night, um, Xfinity live? Did you see what they held? Is yeah. 125,000. Like, it's, it's, it's awesome. It gets, I agree with Dylan. It's, it's, it's the best just, place it was, to go. It's it was awesome. just a little, it was just a little smaller than the setup that stateside seagulls had for Brighton. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just, just a tiny bit. Let me, let me just rebuttal to that. We, we went to, I don't, can't remember, it's like four or five years ago, went to a Yankees game with my 60 plus year old mother uh, to watch yeah. the Guardians at that time, yeah. the Indians, and escorted by, a Yankee fan with us and they 
basically poured beer on my mom after we lost. But those are just bridge and tunnel people. Like they they don't count. That happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been to a mm. lot of different. <laughs> I've been to a lot of different sporting events. These, never these dudes, may, may, these maybe dudes. I'm just maybe I've just only gone to sporting events to away things in the Northeast. It happens everywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, Ohio is basically Ohio is basically Canada, so everyone's too polite, probably. I, Midwest nice. I'll take it. I, it's fine. I, I do want to call out though with the whole Philly thing. Like, I'm hoping you guys know this, but like, you know the vet used to have a prison in it, right? Yeah, a drunk tank in the in the basement. Yeah, because yeah, we stadium. Well, they but I'm saying Santa Claus. Well, because yeah. we well we well we have a friend who used like went to a game there and purposely wore giant stuff, but wore a green shirt underneath. And then when he got brought in front of the judge because he got into a little bit of a scuffle, as he was getting there, he took his Giants jersey off, so he had a green shirt on. And the judge thought he was an Eagles fan and just let him go. There so like, go. that's just playing chess. I, yeah, that's that's just smart thinking. Uh, last last question I had. This could be a little bit of a throwaway in this segment, but uh, Nick. How far into the Beck stock are you? Uh, I watched F1 last night, finally. Okay. So we went, on, we went on a hard uh, murder murder mystery kick, Doc. So I got so we've been we've been venturing hard. So, but yes, the Beck stock is on, and uh, I didn't know he was such a love sick puppy. Yeah, simp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, the, as, as 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 the resident old on this podcast, you know, I'm just gonna go with what I said. Yeah, he he loves his vibes. He loves his vibes. Um, and, and can, uh, I, can you real quick the fat the way he says Adidas drives me up Adidas or whatever he says it drives just, me insane. I hate it. He's just he's just a working class man from Surrey. Let him go. Um, I'll, I'll give us homework here, Nick. I want to talk about this next step. So let's have let's have it done. You and me. Uh, if and we can, can record, if we can record on Wednesday, because I got a bachelor party Friday, Saturday, Sunday, oh. so I don't know how much uh, TV I'll be watching. We we might be holding off then, so we'll, we'll figure it out. Beck's doc yes. has to be talked about though. It actually For is sure. pretty decent, pretty decent television. All right, dudes of the week. Um, been a pretty pretty uh, successful segment so far, outside of you know sixteen year olds and seventeen year olds getting a shout out. Pause. Uh, but we want to jump into it, Nick. I made you go last because United stunk the last time you were on here, and I kind of felt bad about that. So you get the leadoff pick here. Then I'll go Michael. Uh, then I'll go Dylan and myself. Uh, I'll go last. So uh, give us your dudes of the week, round one. Nick with the first pick. You're on the clock. Because this is very possibly the last time I can make this reference this season, I have to make my dude of the week, Matthew Macauer, the freshman goalkeeper for Ocean Township High School. In the round of 16 tournament, made four, four saves in eight rounds of penalty kicks to advance against Marlboro High School. Outstanding performance. Also thought he was going to pass out. He was so excited, screaming after the last one. Yeah, I saw his neck and the vein popping out. I thought he was going to pass out. Damn. Love, love to see it. Michael? Uh, well, Nick took mine, so that's fucked. Um, <laughs> uh, mine has to go to Darwin Nunez. Goal and an assist to beat Brazil for country Uruguay. Uh, the goal was nasty. The assist was even grosser. Uh, congrats to him. Hopefully he comes back and just starts pouring him in for Liverpool. Love it. Good, Dylan. I don't feel like I, I need to like tell you guys to go. Like, just go I ahead. was, I thought you were gonna go third. I, I was ready to to wrap That's around on, on you, the snake. Um, oh, because I said the the order and people didn't listen. You said Nick and then me, and then you say anything after that. I said then yeah. Dylan, then myself. Well, then that's oh, because I, didn't I was listen trying to that. Sorry, Sorry, I've been. <laughs> the reason why I messed this up then is because I was working on making sure I pronounce this correctly. Um, <laughs> my dude of the week is uh, Sheik. Yazim? Did I get that right? Jazim? Uh, I hate um, much. Mostly for the fact that um, I'm proud of him for knowing his worth and not upping his bid, as well as probably having the best, hey guys, I swear I'm really good at my job moment of <laughs> saying, well, if I bought the team, Mbappe was coming and um, just completely showing a path that just would have made United fans even more glazer out while he's saying peace. So. Good on him. 
Yeah, I mean, it was quite like a a breakup or a relationship that never happened, and you look at the other person, it's like, well, if we would have been together, we would have gotten to dinner <laughs> here, here, and here. Um, great pick. I, I I got two back-to-back, obviously. I'm going to do the partnership that probably isn't going to get much of a shout-out uh, because they didn't score for the U.S. men's national team. This is a cop-out. But give me Serginho Dest. Give me Tim Weah. Uh, electric down. Don't say it, Nick. Electric down the sideline. Um, made a huge impact, especially in that second game. First game, eh, maybe not so much. Uh, but that uh, Ghana game, those two guys were hugely impactful but didn't score. So you're probably not going to hear about them as much, um, and they were they're great. So Serginho and Tim Weah. I will go with Gio Reyna for getting the monkey off his back and finally getting uh, two goals. The second one was one of the funnest free kicks I think I've seen in a while. Um, so yes. happy he got the monkey off his back and, and looks like he should actually be playing. Real quick, in the moment, I was explaining to Alexis what was happening, and I was like, Lex, this doesn't happen often, you should watch <laughs> or whatever, and like had her head in her computer the entire time, almost 30 seconds goes by after the goal, and she goes, what What happened? And I was like, I can't, I can't be asked anymore. Michael? Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Liverpool women's team, the whole Ooh. damn team. Uh, I think to start the season, I think they actually... Don't quote me on this. I think they might have lost or drew Everton just now. But they did beat Villa and they beat Arsenal at the Emirates to start the season after just getting promoted back to the top flight. So congratulations to them. I've been seeing a lot of them on the IG timeline. Just wanted to give them a shout-out. Um, you want to shout-out Chelsea Grimes? Uh, yeah, always. Always shout-out. <laughs> I, um, I have to stop myself from just doing it every episode. So Yeah, they, they actually lost to Everton one nothing, but that's yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah, it's all, right. it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Nick, Nick back to back boy. All right. Uh, speaking of, we talked about the Beckstock going back to Welcome to Wrexham. I want to shoot out or shout out. Shoot out. Dude, <laughs> shoot out. Sorry. Shout out. Sorry. Uh, our first dudette, or no, not our first, but a dudette of the week. Rosie I just Hughes. did a whole team of women. Striker for Wrexham. I know. I'm sorry. I'm tired. It's been a long couple days. Just give me a break. Uh,. <laughs> Rosie Hughes, uh, striker for Wrexham. Woman is an absolute savage. Just a beast. Working a full-time job. Leading the league in scoring. I mean, they put up 13 goals the other day. Like, that's obscene. So, shout out to Rosie. Uh, And then to follow up with my third dude of the week. Dylan kind of took the thunder here, but... The Glazers. You got your money, you selfish bastards. Now do something with it. They won't. That's that's it. Yeah. That was, scarf, 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 that, scarf. That was such scarves. an that was such an underwhelming uh, ending there, Nick. But it's fine. Uh, Michael, how are you? How are you gonna uh, end on your your draft picks after your binder full of women? Um. Listen, I'm gonna go American football here, the college level, and I'm gonna shout out yeah. my boy Michael Penix Jr. for that outstanding performance against Oregon last week. Helped me hit a helped me hit a five leg parlay. Love that for me. Uh, shout out to him. The only thing I didn't like immediately interview had a great game. I want him to do the Daniel Tosh. Be like, it was all me. I did everything. <laughs> Thanks God right away. Left a sour taste in my mouth. But you know, what are you gonna do? You can't everybody can't be hundred percent. There has to be a little bit you disliking somebody, but Michael Penix Jr. shout out to you, brother. Yeah, uh, pretty anti uh... good get my future for Washington win national title alive, so I appreciate Ooh. it. What's that at? That's got to be like plus 3,000? 2,000? 2,000, That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Dylan, final pick? Um, I think I've done a full 180 on this person. Um, speaking of betting, uh, real recognize real. My dude of the week is Sandro Tonali. You know, keep shooting your shot. <laughs> keep, keep it on your team. <laughs> Uh, the Pete Rose of uh, European soccer. I love to see it. Um, I'm going to do the last one for myself is Zinchenko. Um, told Mudrik that if he scores on Saturday, he's going to rip his balls off. And I just think that there's nothing better than, you know, being able to separate club and country um, and, you know, still standing by Arsenal, but also, you know, being like, hey, score all the goals you want with Ukraine, just not this coming weekend. So uh, Zinchenko, shout out to him. What a guy. Um, 
Dudes of the week. Done and dusted. The U.S. men's national team had two games. It was quite literally a tale of two games, which is always an easy segue uh, for us to talk here. Um, first game against Germany happened on Saturday. Uh, it ended 3-1 to the Germans. And then the second was a 4-0 drubbing of Ghana. I will say all four goals happened in the first half. Um, Pulisic opened the scoring against the Germans in the 27th minute. Gundogan tied it in the 39th. Uh, in the second half, Germany pulled away with Fulkrug in the 58th and Musiala in the 61st. Um, let's start there. Interesting game. Um, I think the weather had a lot to do with it. I'm not an excuse guy, though. Uh, I think that it, the speed was probably more to the Germans' liking, actually, to be totally honest, because they were able to get a hold of it. But the first half, we looked like a pretty good team. We looked like a team that could hang with some, some bigger nations and some, some more traditional power teams. Um, Michael, you're always you know a straight shooter when it comes to Americans playing soccer. What was your thoughts? Um, my thoughts on this one... If I'm looking at this German team, I'm not blown away by it. I think they have some indiv- like really good individual players. I think Musiala is really good. Leroy Sané, I'm pretty sure I was talking to you, literally was like, he doesn't really pop up anywhere and like impact the game and then like led to the first goal. Um, Gundogan obviously is big. But I, I think I said last week we have to be like competing. And I apart from the first like 25 minutes I don't think we did anything I I think I am leaning more towards now where you guys were with Berhalter because of that performance yeah I I just think I, I think it's so insane how how bad we can look at times when before it was like consistently good and i know it's against lesser opposition but this i mean didn't this german team lost to japan and japan has just been japan crushed canada Mm -hmm. japan has been just beating everybody so really like we're not even close to japan who you know is is, i would say more like a top 10-ish team right now at least playing like it yeah i mean i think that's i I don't think that's ridiculous Japan just beat the shit out of Canada, too, but Canada's a, a boat without a captain, quite literally. Um, I think the other thing that's key here is, like, Mexico tied Germany uh, yesterday as well, two days ago, whenever it was. Um, I don't disagree. I don't think this is the strongest German team, and I don't think they necessarily know what they're doing. But new manager bump, which I'm sure Dylan was going to mention, uh, Nagelsmann's first game. Dylan, what were your thoughts? You're usually the, the, the pro-U.S. guy here. Give us a, a glass half full. Well, one, yes, new manager bump. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, two, I thought the first half, for the most part, was, like, good and exciting. Like, to the point where I think you saw Borhalter kind of let, like, the forwards play and try and be creative for once, which was nice to see. Um, I think the problem, I know you called him a dude of the week, but, like, I think you need to find the right pairing in the back of which center backs can play where Serginho. Because he yeah. gets real excited and goes way up the pitch, and if you don't have the right tandem back there, it leaves us in a bad spot defensively. Also to the point where I think uh, Weston comes back and tries and helps, and then you're playing five at the back, and it just throws everything in the whack too. So like, I think that's just needs to get sorted, and that's kind of what led to the two goals and then happening with Germany. I think, I know you want positivity, but the thing that concerns me, and hopefully this changes, is like, we clearly showed him we're getting the Ghana, but like, we're beating teams we're supposed to beat now, which is great. We need to now actually compete with the teams that we're used to, even even though Germany we have a record of beating in the past, but like, we need to start actually competing against European teams because when, I think you everyone's probably seen the stat, like, Greg against top 20 teams, I think is 4-4-5, and and three of the wins out of the four are against Mexico. Like, it's great. Let's keep beating Mexico. But it'd be nice to beat people that aren't Mexican and also, like, other European teams that aren't Northern Ireland 
and go from there. I, that's the part that's concerning from all this. So before we get Nick's two cents, I will say, and I think that you're right, Serginho played left back against Germany, was sitting next to Reem, played right back against uh, Ghana, and was sitting next to Robinson. And I think that, man, I, I, I think that they patrol him and Wea when he's not right back. They patrol a sideline so much better than, like, if he's at left back and Pulisic is running the left side, Pulisic cuts to the center so much more, and I don't think he has that support that he normally has with Wea. But I'm not a tactician. Like, I don't know if that's true. Nick, your initial thoughts on game one here? Um, it's the same problem we have. I mean, first off, we lose to a team that couldn't get out of the group stage. So if you want to talk about playing against top teams, everything like that, like, not a good start. But second off, again, look at any team that makes any run in a major tournament. And and you just look at sports in general. What is the one piece of the game you can always control? You can always affect no matter what. Defending. You can always defend. You might not be great going forward. You can struggle be connecting passes, whatever it is. But if you're going to continue to not defend, Serginho Dest is a liability. I'll say it. He's an absolute liability that if he's going to talk about decisions, really it's about decision making. When and when and when not to go. How if you are going to go, how are you going to go about it? And until we get, you know, and, and I love Robinson um, on the left, but again, he's someone that is really great going forward. But we're not good enough defensively to be successful um, in the long term. So. Until we get that figured out, like we'll be able to scramble around, you know, Copa America and be okay, obviously, and we'll sit there as the second tier of teams. You know, we're obviously not a top tier team, but we can sit in that second grouping. But I, I don't see anything changing until it's Greg out because you're not going to teach him how to play defense. You're not going to be any good. Period. You're not going to win until we defend. Yeah, famously, we have an episode called All My Homies Hate Greg Berhalter. Um, go listen to that one. Shameless plug. I will say this, Nick, I don't think you're wrong. I actually also want to point out, like, we changed formations against Ghana. Um, we were running a 4-3-3 pretty straightforward against Germany. And then against Ghana, you run a 4-2-3-1. And I actually think it created so many more chances Let's get into the Ghana game a little bit better, more positive that we can maybe pull from this one. Uh, Gio got back on the score sheet in the 10th minute. Uh, Pulisic pulled a penalty in the 19th, scored that one. Uh, Balogun in the 22nd, and then Gio again in the 39th. Four goals in the first half, no goals in the second half. Um, I don't know if you want to look into that too much, read into that too much, but uh, um, my first initial thoughts was when you're setting up this way and you have Balogun up top, you have Pulisic, Reyna, Wea as a three right behind him. You are able to be much more dynamic up front. It didn't matter where those guys were at. They can all play each of those positions, it seemed like, and it made it more exciting to move forward. I also really like that they held two midfielders with uh, Johnny Cardoza. Is that his last name? They call he him doesn't Johnny, say. But I thought he played well. He, yeah, he, he plays in the Brazilian league. He plays for Internacional... Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Allison Becker, the same team he played for. And then Musa in the back as well. Look, we are missing um, Tyler Adams for sure. But like I did like the double holding, and then you just let those four guys go up and cook. And it did help Serginho play a little bit better on this one, which he was amazing. So, uh, Nick, you went last last time. Let me go, have you go first here, and like you can get some points out and you know talk through this one. No, I mean, again, we're, we're doing what we were supposed to do. I agree with you that the four two three one I think, is can, can be more flexible um, at times in-game. It's a lot easier to adjust to and make some different changes, at least that's how I see it. But I'm still – it's Ghana. What, what do you, like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, we say, you say don't lead the second half. Well, you take out the guys. You give guys chances. You get Ricardo Pepe, Aronson, McKinney come in, you know, and you get all these other guys. Just get them some burn. You know, it's just, it's the second game before they have to go back to their clubs. So you're not trying to run crazy. It's a good positive. There's definitely positives in terms of the attack and the main guys that are supposed to be playing there. But 
I, I'm still stuck on the Germany game overhanging everything a little bit. Like it's, we don't want to be competing with Ghana. We yeah. want to be competing. We want to be competing with Germany. And I'm just until, I'm just so scared we're gonna get abused this summer if we can't defend against obviously these South American teams play an incredible style of the game. We're just gonna get passed around, and it could potentially be a dumpster fire. Yeah, so let me ask the quick question, Michael, before I, I hand it over to you. Ghana's ranked 60th. I know FIFA rankings are bullshit. We're ranked 11th. Ghana's ranked 60th. Uh, Germany was ranked 15th, so had the higher ranking in all of these games. But are we maybe nostalgia for the battles of Ghana of the past where it's like, this is still a really, really good team? Mind you, Anaki Williams, Kudus, and Partey were in the starting lineup. You had a geriatric IU uh, on the left side for them. Like... The back four for Ghana all play in either Turkey or second division France type of shit. Like, is this, should we not be that pumped about this, right? Is that is that the overall consensus I'm feeling? I, I think the fact that it was 4 nothing means we can, like, that makes me feel a little bit more excited about it. But, like, I think yeah. they're a very good team in africa and they're competitive like they're a team we normally see in the world cup so the fact that we can prove we can be a team we normally see in the world cup for nothing is a good, good thing um good yeah michael um the only thing i would say to kind of nick's point in general i would have much rather seen dest play right back against germany than left back because sure like it is still a wingback position, but it's the complete opposite position. You are flanked by completely different people. Um, the help is coming from a completely different side than what you're used to. Um, I guess, I, I don't, I agree to a sense, I don't think he's like a stellar defender. Um, I don't think he's as bad as he was in the Germany game. And then I don't think you can judge defensively what he did in the, the game against Ghana either, because like, again, I completely agree. For the most part, it's Ghana. It's good that you beat them 4-0. Um, we have to get away from exactly what you said, John. If you want to be a team that when the next World Cup comes around, you're like knocking on the door of competing. You can't you can't care about this game. Yeah. Like this has to just be a game where guys get work. True. What, what um, yeah, yeah. Well, I agree, but I'm saying that like we, our, our our group chat, not ours, my a different one, where we're talking about how Greg is awful, Greg is awful in the Germany game, which I think he was, and I think the team was not very good apart from you know the first 25 minutes, and even then, like I don't even think they looked good playing the thing. I don't care if we win that game one nil, I don't think we look good. So like mm -hmm. I'm always gonna take that you know with a grain of salt. Um, the Ghana game, I just see the goals rolling in, and you know, text coming in. This is what I'm talking about. This is much better. And I go, it's Ghana. Like yeah. you have to. Are you now convinced that Greg is the right guy because we're beating the shit out of Ghana, or or, or what's the deal? Because like you have to understand, that this is not the same team that we're playing. Yeah, I think it was really important. A Scally got more of a run, which I'm excited about. I think that he's going to be decent if he can get his levels up. I also. I know he's 25, so he's not, like, the youngest guy. I know he plays at Celtic. It's not the biggest competition. But, like, I think in the, the World Cup, Cameron Carter-Vickers played really, really well, and I want him to play more. I think that's not a bad person to play. Um, what I'll say, too, or, or the question, the last question I have about this before we can get into some Premier League predictions and whatnot, the lineup he played against Ghana begs a kind of important question when Tyler Adams comes back. Is our best lineup without Weston McKinney starting? No. So then how do you line up? M no Musa. I would rather have McKinney and Adams in M than Musa. Man, that's just an engine, though. Dylan, you, you, you disagreed. I think this is a good conversation. Adams is 100% coming in because I think some of the bigger problems we had, I'm not saying he fixes it, but I think Adams helps defensively more where we need to be and set up in a better shape. I think it's unfortunate. I think Weston's the odd man out for what the team needs. But at the same time, I think Weston is like, I feel like he's like the leader of the team without being the cap, yeah. like the official captain, like, or like the Pulisic or Adams. Like, 
that's where I, I don't know I don't know I don't know what the right answer is, but like Ooh. Adams has to hundred percent be in there, but also like we saw Reyna I think needs to be in there because he helps create so much up top too. So I, I don't know what the right answer is. For if you're going off of if you're going off of like the the formation that you want to run a four two three one, I either way I think Weston plays. He was the best player for us in the Germany game, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I think Weston's also a really, really like good creative player. But I think the Germany game was kind of set up a little bit more for him to be successful. I my my personal opinion, and Nick, I definitely want to get yours too, like just your your choice here, but like I think if you're gonna run and I like the four two three one. I actually I think that's a great setup. I think it's kinda like Rana basically played creative shadow striker, like sitting back there kind of connecting passes and was dangerous. I kinda want him there. My thing is, once you get Tyler Adams back, then you just have two Greyhounds in the middle that are just going to run. And, like, you're going to get bodies in front of the ball on defense, and you're just going to get support outside the box on offense. And I think there needs to be a thought process around that with the U.S. where it's like, hey, we might need to play, like, if we can get a goal, then we just need to not let them get a goal type of thing. I, I, don't I think that's so scared. But it is. I don't agree with that, but I also think, like, you mentioned Reyna playing the shadow. I think that's also what we need to do because it helped Balogun, like, go wide more, knowing that there's someone up the middle, which I think yeah. created more chances and got him more involved in the game. And, like, I don't know. I, I think also the Ghana game, like, I think we need to do the best lineup that can work against a more structured team because the Ghana game, too, was – they were also like basically when you're playing FIFA, they were in ultra attacking mode of just being completely wide open and having the middle field like allowing us to run right through it. Where you don't get that against Germany, and that's where the mistakes happen, and people press us for playing out the back. And ultimately, you need someone who can kind of handle playing out the back or be able to captain it and say, Hey, we need to change up the tactic for a yeah. couple minutes to take it off. So, I don't know, Nick West in, West out. Uh, well, did you just make a Jose Mourinho in for World Cup 2026 plug? I thought that was my first my question. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think him playing winger or wing back at Juve is going to help him at all right now. I'm Tyler Adams and Musa in a four-two-three-one. I think Wes out off the bench for sub. All right, Michael. You said you wanted the last word. What you got? So I, I just want to. The other thing too, when you watch these games, Musa is an absolute engine. But don't, and I love him. I think he's great. Don't give plaudits to somebody when they are, in all intents and purposes, I think he's very one-dimensional in that respect. I think Weston McKinney runs his ass off. And I also think he offers you something more like an eight, like box-to-box moving forward as well that I don't think Musa adds. And if you're going to have Tyler Adams essentially be that destroyer, you're going to need someone to progress the ball. And I don't think if you have Adams and Musa there who are both just going to be defensive blockades, like, sure, if you want to do the Jim Trestle here, get up by a touchdown and then punt it away every single time, that's fine. Play Musa. But if you want to be a team that... I think for the past year we've all been talking about wanting to be, you play Weston McKinney. Valid point. I, I, I think that I, I think that the one thing I will say is the four two three one was a welcome change that I think we're all open to. For sure. I, I think that's something that we don't I think you just get your you get arguably your four best players all in the field at one time. Yeah. Fair. Um all right. Teams that have more than four really good players. Most teams in the Premier League. Um, look at that transition. Look. So flawless. And then, yeah, exactly. Another international break done. Another international break dusted. We are jumping into predictions, and we had some movement in the table. Michael, you are still leading at a record of 50 and 30, 20 games over 500, with a 625 win percentage. I jumped over Nick, 49 and 31, a game behind Michael. Nick, 
a game behind me at 48 and 32 and Dylan at 41 and 39 all of us over 500 um, you know who I felt like just there Michael yeah that dude on TikTok that's drinking 2,000 beers in 200 days oh yeah is he done uh, I think it's this weekend he finishes up oh my, oh my god yeah. He's crushing it. He's actually yeah. like so far ahead. Wait, like, <laughs> it's like, insane. Like, like, is it? Is it? What kind of beer? Um, Pints. Pints. Ten, that's ten Pints. beers a day. No. Yeah. Great math, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah. Did, he actually did you use Google. Did you use Google Sheets for that one. He. Uh, he's Double mentioned. Calculator. He's mentioned in recent <laughs> videos. Like so, it's been like three weeks now, leading up to this final day. There's been videos where he straight up goes, uh, "I need to slow down." <laughs> he's like where i only need seven a day and i want to do 10 on the last day so i gotta slow down um and this man just deletes pints he just Wait, goes what, out but but is he drinking like bud light pints. or is he drinking like no but like what kind of beer is this man drinking i, th- I, think, he's splitting, I think he's splitting g's i think he's dennis straight to the dome piece oh god it's the lowest calorie beer nick Next to, it is true. I, lo- I love it. It's, it's almost Guinness season. It's almost getting there. Oh, it's been there. It's been yeah, there. So it's already Guinness nah, season. Nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to... I still smell the salt air in the morning. I'm not trying to give up on uh, Nick's, some warm weather yet. Nick, so doesn't, Nick doesn't drink a Guinness until he has to wear like a quarter zip or something like that, I feel like. A little um, block from the beach. I'm trying to hang on right now. Love it. Uh, all right. Let's get into predictions. Um, a Merseyside Derby is going to lead this week off. Michael, are you nervous at all about the battling Hanks coming in to Anfield? You know what? I, I'm going to use my platform as small as it might be to to speak my truth here. John, I sent you the video. What is this? Our Since Klopp's been in charge, this is our 13th or 14th 12.30 start after an international break. A time oh, slot this, that we are again. we are criminally bad at. Um this at home, this is which is better for us, obviously. Uh, the next close, Nick. I know you're over there complaining. I, I'm waiting for you. This is I, like I can't wait to the Chelsea. I can't hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Shut up. Get your scarf out. Get your scarf out, you little whiner. Because I'm gonna do good on my soapbox and wine here too. The next closest is Spurs. Spurs has six. We have 13 or 14. I couldn't find a reliable source. A lot of trolls on the internet. Unbelievable, unbelievable travesty. I got Liverpool by a hundred fucking goals. We're sick and tired of it. I can't wait to see who do you play this week, Nick? Hmm, let's see, let's see. Anyway, I can't wait to see all the scarves in the stand. It's gonna be great. Uh, anyway, Liverpool by hundred. They did it uh, right. There'll be right. no one in the stand. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. can't wait for the protests outside of uh, I, Theater of Dreams. It's gonna I be got great. Liverpool. I got Liverpool as well. Um, just quick and, and easy to it, Dylan. Who you got? Uh, like Michael said, twelve thirty game. Um, they struggle. Um, toffees? No, I'm kidding. Liverpool. Ma- <laughs> I was like, Dylan, I already made the graphic. Don't no, no, the I just right wanted now. to mess with. The- <laughs> I just wanted to mess around. Liverpool's gonna win by a lot. Nick. Oh yeah, Liverpool, of course. All right. Uh, a very interesting game. Bournemouth is gonna host Wolves. Um, our heart is always with Wolves um, until they beat City, which is bullshit. Uh, Bournemouth also, good friend Craig. Shout him out every podcast. Got to do it. They're struggling. Wolves are actually playing a little bit better. Dylan, what's happening in this one? It's a game I believe we should win. If we weren't coming off of an international break and probably losing all of our momentum, so I'm going to be optimistic and say a tie. But oh I will God. say this. If we do end up winning, I think my fear of the drop goes down to, like, sub 10%. Makes sense. Nick? Yeah, I'm going to go with draw. I just don't trust Bor. I wanted to pick Bournemouth because they're home, but the Wolves are kind of coming up. They're feeling high. Tyler, I don't know. Well, they're coming off a high, but international break, you never really know. So draw. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really, yeah, draw. I'm sorry. I am so you are. shot right now, dude. <laughs> hey, I'll read your bets, or I'll read your picks the rest of the way. You just take a nap. This, I'll take a this nap until tomorrow at 5.15 in the morning. Okay. This this was uh, was at Billy Madison. 
We're all a little dumber after that one. Shout out to <laughs> Shout out to Nikki Haley on that one. Michael, who uh, you got? Uh, I got a draw as well. I, I'm switching it up. I really, no offense, Dylan. I, I want Craig to be happy more than anything, more than many things just in my personal life. Uh, but I'm switching up the tactics here. I'm pulling a Uno reverse. I just got a, a draw. I want to drink yeah. Craig's tears after this game. I got. We'll, we'll have you on next time he's here. I, I got a draw too, so it's the a quad draw, which is a rare rare thing to happen for the the Naftapod quad draw. Uh, Brentford hosting Burnley. I got the bees. I, they got to bounce back. I think Burnley may have been uh, an emperor without clothes to begin the season or whatever the phrase is. Not as good as we thought. Um, so I got Brentford. Nick, who you got? Uh, I'll take the fighting Ivan Tonys. Love that, Michael. I also have the fighting Ivan Tonys. Uh, free my man. Dylan, let me guess who you got. The fighting Ivan Tonys. Buzz buzz. Yeah. Uh, we're all pretty chalk in, in this prediction, as we all uh, established early. Um, City hosting Brighton. It's going to be a good game. Uh, not who I want to come back and play after an international break. I got to take City, obviously. Uh, Dylan. Is Rodri back? Yes. Okay. Don't yell at him. Just double checking. It was Yell one at him, question. John. It's one question, not a series. I asked one question too. I say, Michael, "Is Martinelli playing?" And you go, "I fucking hate when he does this shit, <laughs> bro." Michael questions the witness. He gets like, "No, all I don't." I asked literally I, one question. You just get so clip, angry. I can literally clip a four-question rant by you two weeks from ago. four different episodes. No, absolutely. Yes, not. you're wrong. So, Michael, who do you have? Michael, who do you have? I'm so tempted to make you do more work right now. Do it. I won't. I won't. That's fine. <laughs> um, I got City. Uh, you guys don't score, and they have a lot of shots on goal. You could easily lose this game. Easily, for sure. Nick, who you got? Uh, I got Citizens. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle hosting Palace. Newcastle. Did I skip someone? Nope, right. Newcastle. I just asked a question. I never said who I picked. Oh, okay. Dylan, who you got? <laughs> Well, I mean, now I want to take Brighton, but I'll take City. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, Newcastle hosting Palace. Um, Nick, start us off here. Uh, the fight in Tonalis. God damn it, <laughs> Michael. He Catch won't be fighting. He, he won't be fighting. But I also have Newcastle. Dylan, Jordy Shore. Yep, I got Newcastle as well. Nottingham Forest is hosting Luton. Um, Forest, pretty decent this year, actually. Uh, Luton, pretty bad. Kind of how we predicted. Dylan, who you got? Uh, the Fighting Matt Turners. Love it. Michael? I have the Fighting uh, Gibbs White. Yeah? Oh, that, that way, to, way to follow Dylan up on that one. Nick, who you got? Uh, the Fighting Alangas. Yep, I got the Fighting Serge Arriers. Is he still on the team? Yeah, he is. He's actually <laughs> doing, having it. a good year. Having a good year. The fact... Honestly, the fact that we can name four Nottingham Forest players <laughs> means we should, pro- we should probably have a podcast. Uh, Chelsea hosting Arsenal. I almost made this game of the week, um, but I didn't even want this nice thing to happen to Chelsea. Um, I got the Gooners. I, th- I think they're just eons still better than Chelsea. And this is the beginning of the tough road for Chelsea that we're going to be watching intently to see if they can get multiple wins. Uh, Dylan, who you got? I- I'm taking Arsenal, too. Michael? Gunners, brother. Nick? Gunners. Uh, Sheffield United taking on... Weren't you guys known as like a, a railway club when you were green and yellow or something, Nick? Right? What, what was Man United? Yes, they, they were... Um, Newton, Heath, or Heath, and yeah. or, uh, whatever it was. But yes, they were railway workers. Yes. Need, needless to say, we're going to see the green and the yellow scarves out, as Michael's been alluding to all week, or maybe no one in the stands whatsoever. Um, Nick, who you got? It's away day, so maybe there won't be any United fans there, actually. Who you got? Uh, there will be at least 10% of them there, uh, of the stadium capacity. Uh, I will reluctantly take United. Michael? <laughs> oh fuck you Chris Wilder piece of shit I got United I'm sorry I can't even lie about it <laughs> yeah. Dylan I'm gonna hold my nose and just say United yeah I got United as well 
um, the actual game of the week, which I think is kind of a big brain game of the week. I don't think other podcasts are going to be picking this one game of the week, but we know ball. Aston Villa is hosting West Ham. Um, two teams that are playing very, very well this season. Uh, Dylan, lead us off. I don't think you've led off a, a, a game of the week. Lead us off, man. Um, I don't know why, in my mind, I still just assume West Ham's struggling, even though I know very much that they're not. So um, I'm going to go with Aston Villa to bounce back after a tough draw. At Villa. At Villa. Michael, who you got? I have a draw. Um, I think that this is a game that plays perfectly into West Ham's formula. Uh, I think they're flying right now. I think it'll be like a 1-1 or 2-2 draw. But I think that I think West Ham will get the lead first, and then Villa will have to fight back. Yeah. Nick? Um, I will be taking Villa. Just for the sheer fact it is a home game. I got a draw as well. I think, Michael, you kind of laid the uh, the script out perfectly. I think that's how West Ham plays now. Um, and then last game, a London derby. Tottenham hosting Fulham. I got Spurs. Um, I think they're really good. Good team. Yeah. And Fulham, yes. not a good team. Michael? Spurs, good. Fulham, no. Yeah, Spurs. Uh, Dylan? <laughs> I tried to big brain this in terms of trying to guess when Tottenham ends up screwing up. I just don't think it's this week, so I'll be taking Spurs. Nick? Yep. The Saints will go marching in. The Spurs will go marching in. Excuse me. We'll take the Spurs there. Love it. Go to bed. Uh, He he really does need (laughs) to go to bed. Um, If you guys were listening, we have one game that Michael and I took that's different than Nick and Dylan. Hopefully that means that this is going to be a good week. We're coming off back-to-back bad weeks after being just unbeatable the first six weeks of the season. Um, So... Hopefully, this will be a bounce-back week for all of us. Dylan, we're getting back into betting. What are you putting in to Dylan Tucker's betting corner this week? So, um, I do want to call out that if we truly think we're going to have a 10-0 week, and let's say we the Villa-West um, Ham game becomes a tie, you're looking at plus uh, 50000 so $5 can win you five grand. Um, so... Um, or is it five hundred dollars? Five, uh, it's. I think it's five grand. So, um, just something to think about if we want to throw that one into the mixer and see what happens. I, I feel like it'd be five dollars wins you like fifty grand. No, you're doing a ten. No, you have to bet, no, no, no. You have to bet a hundred for fifty thousand. Okay. All right. Ten dollars wins you five. Ten dollars wins you five grand. So that's what it is. Ten's five yeah. grand. So right. it's, right. okay. There we go. So order that, orders that, at ten. That math wasn't mathing for me. Yeah. That's all right. So, in case you want to think about that, but um, the four I got this week is Arsenal good, Chelsea bad. Give me Arsenal plus one thirty. Um, Brighton normally gets fourteen um, corners in their games. They contribute a lot of corners. Um, granted, I think they think City's going to possess a lot of the ball here, but they are can counterattack. So we'll take over three and a half Brighton corners at plus one hundred. Um, in Brentford, Burnley. I think that's going to be a game that we just don't want to watch where there's not going to be a lot of goals. So under two and a half minus half, minus one ten, And then uh, we will be flying over to my good friends in the Bundesliga. And we will be taking over three and a half goals on the Friday game with Dortmund versus Werder Bremen. There you could even bump that up if you want to like five and a half goals. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in that game. Goals aplenty in the Bundesliga this season. It's kind of wild. Um, anyone else sprinkling anything else on top? I just took all 10 of mine, uh, <laughs> my picks. So $5 wins me $1,300. It was plus 26000 something. Okay. Well, keep us posted on that one. Uh, Podlay <laughs> will be back next week. Um, Dylan, get us out of here with a joke. Um. All right, boys, so how do we know that uh, the soccer referees are happy? Because they whistle while they work. (whistles) Cheers. Podcast.
And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.